Hey everyone, my name is Olivia, and this is the Fat Ass Podcast. We are a show dedicated to all things food. On this podcast, we like to play games, share our experiences working in the restaurants, talk about food seasonality, and so much more. Thank you to all our listeners for patiently waiting as we took a small break from the podcast, and we hope you're ready for more great episodes. Yes, thank you everyone for being patient with us, and we are happy to be back. My name is Crystal and today's episode is titled, Being Resourceful at Home and in the Restaurant. During these uncertain times, we need to learn how to adapt and being resourceful definitely teaches us how to do that. We'll share some tips, talk about how restaurants practice being resourceful, and at the end of the show, we have a fun food fat game planned out. But since we did take a small break, we kind of want to just catch up for a second before we jump into it. So Olivia, how's it going? It's going good. I'm still working very, very lightly, just not as much as I used to, thank God. Yeah, that's good. But, um, you know, it's it's getting a little boring not really working as much. So I've been doing mostly gardening and trying to prune and all that old lady good stuff. So, yeah, that's what I've been diving into myself. And I've been trying to keep busy myself and just staying home and being a good noodle. What about you? (laughs) being a good noodle that's so funny yeah um (laughs) i've been good just really busy with work uh you know like i haven't stopped working or anything so it's just kind of been really weird having to go into work like every day with everything happening but yeah same thing i'm just trying to i guess i'm trying to be a good noodle too i guess whatever noodle that is i'm just trying to be good you know and just trying to get through the days and and everything like that but yeah i'm glad you're doing good what are you pruning like what is your vegetation (laughs) i'm pruning tomatoes oh nice (laughs) so i'm pruning my my tomatoes i have like little cherry tomatoes that are growing in the back and also these i forget what the other tomatoes that I'm also growing but two different types of tomatoes and the little cherry tomatoes have such good flavor and like this they smell so good I look I look forward to them every single year they're so good delicious you can I I eat them either raw or you cook them with a little bit of butter yeah that's that's what I've been doing (laughs) nice that's my little gardening things I love that you you? like oh yeah me I'm not gardening (laughs) I wish I was gardening uh what you're doing sounds really good as far as like cooking at home I mean what is it like it's pretty hot now so I haven't been really wanting to do anything like major project wise to like cook stuff like cherry tomatoes and and like uh, stuff that you can just eat right away has been really good for me lately so I've been trying to do a little bit of that also that's nice yeah like some cucumbers and sliced cucumbers with like mixed yogurt especially since it's been heating up kind of like easy easy food like that has been doing me some good so keep that immune system lifted (laughs) oh yeah i know we preach that all the time (laughs) yeah we love our immune systems it's kind of weird i know well it's important (laughs) yeah and even with the heat like people forget like when it turns summer that like oh like we don't need to care about like vitamin C and I'm like no you still you still need to do that you know like it's still a a really important thing to just keep up with your body and citrus is good in California uh, year-round you know we can always get some fresh definitely and like too since everyone's still staying indoors inside then it's also good to stay up on your vitamin C vitamin D get those vitamins in naturally if not purchase them at your local grocery store 
I think for me, the only vitamin I really need to um, amp up on is vitamin D because, you know, like I've been staying indoors and I've been working. So I try to get some sunlight <laughs> like in the afternoon by taking like a brisk walk or whatever, but it's not enough. So yeah, maybe I should do that more or just take some more. I take vitamin D droplets because I like to just put them in water. So it's Ooh. like really easy. Yeah. And then like it's also yeah. citrus flavored too. So it works out kind of feeling like That's I get That's super both. fun. I love that. That's so good. It's it's easier to take, right? Because you're already drinking water. You might as well drink all of your vitamins. So that's that's awesome. I'm glad that you're intaking them in that way. Yeah, it totally works out. Keeping that immune system yeah. up. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> As far <laughs> as far as our topic for today, being resourceful at home and or in the restaurant, I'm really, really excited for this. It's super important, especially since we are in a pandemic worldwide. So it's always good to utilize everything in your kitchen and be resourceful. Don't you agree? Yeah, I, I definitely agree. You know, I always try to be resourceful because I don't have a lot of money. <laughs> so like, you know, you try to get by with whatever you have. And uh, learning how to be resourceful is definitely a skill that you got to kind of hone. It's one of my favorite things to do, be resourceful. I wanted to start with being resourceful in your kitchen at home. Gotcha. If you are cooking at home, I mean, obviously everyone's probably cooking at home right now since not, not too many restaurants are open. I mean, in California now, since they just recently shut everything back down. All around the world, I'm not too sure how your guys' situation is. But if you can, if you are still cooking at home, definitely do... Um, all my tips, I would like to point out zero waste, trying to shoot for zero waste. That's something that everyone needs to have on their minds when it comes to cooking in your kitchen. Mm-hmm. And ways to utilize all of your food is to pickle, freeze, preserve. It's just something good good to do and something good to, to think about. I have, a t- I have a few tips, actually. Uh, any leftover scraps of veggies, then you can save them for later and you can make a veggie stock out of them and it'll be used for later date you can freeze it freeze the veggie stock for soups in the winter times because probably not in the summer times because it's too hot yeah or you can do like gazpacho well i mean you can have like oh that too yeah you can have a veggie stock gazpacho base and then just puree some fresh tomatoes good for the summer months So the the veggie stocks are great. I think that's a great tip. Thank you. Thank you so much. I also have, okay, since I'm like all about gardening right now, (laughs) I (laughs) I have that you can use your eggshells in your garden. You can crunch them up and sprinkle them all over your garden, mostly around your tomatoes because it promotes growth and has calcium. Definitely sprinkle them eggshells all around your garden, your tomato plant. Oh, well, I didn't know that like that helps your tomato plants. That's pretty cool. It's also good to just like mix into your soil. Mm, nice. Kind of like a compost where you kind of throw yeah. like coffee grounds or like you can throw in like banana peels, you know, things like that. Will that yeah. also help? Yeah, exactly. And that was also my other next tip is like if you have extra food scraps such as carrots, zucchini, lettuce, banana peels, avocado skins, potato peels, coffee grounds, you can mix it into your compost and it'll make your soil all meaty and delicious. It'll be perfect for you to grow your plants and your fruits and veg. But I think you can also mix up newspapers. I don't know if anyone's still reading newspapers, but um, I think you can mix up newspapers also into your compost as well. Wow, that's interesting. I didn't didn't think about like newspapers. If I had a garden, I'd try that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
You should have like a mini garden like by your windowsill. It'll be super, super easy. I had like a little herb thing going on. Like I had some basil. Nice. Yeah. But then I just got so busy at work. I, you know, I sadly let it die for like a week. Oh. Yeah. It was, oh. Yeah. I was really sad. I was like, no, my basil. Yeah. I, I, I was making so many different things with basil. I was making basil lemonade. I was making pesto. Ooh. I was making like, um, like savory toast, like making like a garlic butter, but obviously with basil and then just kind of sauteing it in a pan and then like that was my <laughs> that was my really fattening breakfast but it was really really good because my basil was just, that like sounds really fresh nice. like just sitting in a pot next to me so maybe i'll start it up very again. cool <laughs> yeah herbs yeah. herbs are great people can eat herbs like salads people don't realize it so many so many great uses you can also do teas with them i love doing teas with my rosemary that i have in the back which reminds me i need to like i need to give you some because i have a crap ton of rosemary and a crap ton of sage and i just bought a thyme plant so i'm gonna have a shit ton of thyme also oh nice i need to give some to you (laughs) yeah definitely hand those over i'll find something to do with it. i (laughs) will i have them in yeah i have bunches and bunches of them i I have to give some to you nice (laughs) and a lot of zucchini (laughs) oh sweet oh yeah summertime Um, perfect also i have that if you're roasting a chicken and you have a crap ton of leftovers of roasted your roasted chicken you can have it as your next meal and or you can shred it up and make like roasted chicken sandwiches or top it off onto your salad make like a little roasted chicken salad or you can freeze it and save it for later i like doing little tacos for in for breakfast in the morning oh yeah that's a great way to do it shredding up like like one protein have you seen those challenges where like um you know you buy a cheap cut of meat and this is also a resourceful tip too it's like you buy like a really big cheap cut of meat and then um you know you kind of butcher it up and then you just freeze it in portions and then you make a dish as you go i think it's like one cut like it's like a one cut 10 dish challenge or something i saw some of my old coworkers do it on instagram and i was like, oh that's a really cool idea i kind of want to do it but then my uh, my butchering skills have kind of faded away since culinary school so like I feel like I'd be doing the opposite but like those of you who want to like learn how to cook and like you know are all about like the barbecue game and all that right now doing that challenge is pretty fun so look it up something like one cut 10 dishes challenge oh that's so cool yeah it is really cool yeah. so yeah it's perfect for uh the times that we're living in right now also all the different ways that you can utilize this particular meat and stuff that's really cool that's a really great idea that's actually one of my tips too getting a good protein proteins that will give you like at least three dishes from cooking it whether you boil it or roast it um you know or just put it in the oven for a little bit and you can just um portion it and do different things with it that's a really nice yeah oh and then also i just thought of it as we're talking about all your gardening like loveliness is like uh you know how you have your herbs like you're saying using using it for your chickens um if you gather like all the herbs that are probably like not really pretty but they're still like completely edible you can crush them up and like make a sauce or you can crush them up and then drizzle with like olive oil and vinegar and then marinate different meats with it as well so oh yeah yeah so that's That's a good tip too yeah that's another way to give you some like you know different dishes you want to eat something different throughout the week you don't eat the same you know cut of meat so that's a good way to be resourceful as well for sure. And since we're on the, uh, the subject of herbs, if your herbs or your garlic is going bad, then you can turn it into garlic herb oil or separate like garlic oil or herb oil. How I normally like making my garlic herb oil is I like placing um, all of the ingredients, including the oil, into a deep little Pyrex pan 
like a glass Pyrex pan, putting it in the oven 350 for 45 minutes to an hour. And then you let it sit for an hour and you have your your garlic herb oil. And it's super, super simple to make and you, you can't fuck it up. And it, it's, it's really good when you toss it in your potatoes when you're making your breakfast potatoes in the morning or even frying up your eggs. It's, it's It makes everything fancy tasting. <laughs> fancy tasting. That's nice. And it's on yeah. a budget too. I mean, you, you know, and you'll, you'll be able to use it for a while. So that's a good one. Like, yeah, it's a, it's a recipe you cannot fuck up either. It's, it's really, really cool. Yeah, I love that. I love yeah. garlic and herbs and like all the veggies that you're talking about. That sounds good. And then, I'm sorry, I have a little bit more tips. Yeah. And then I'll get, to, we'll get to your tips, no, no, Crystal. No, go I'm ahead. Sorry. Mine kind of like meld into yours. It's kind of like as you're telling me your tips, I automatically start thinking of like, oh yeah, that would be good. So yeah, shoot them at me. It's good. Okay. Awesome. Okay. I also have that you can switch your paper towels and napkins out with the cloth versions of them. So instead of constantly purchasing, purchasing, purchasing these paper towels, which will probably run out again if we end up having a second wave, switch over to the cloth towels or cloth napkins and you just wash them and you just keep on reusing them. That would be a really good tip instead of just constantly throwing them away and wasting. I also have that if you have leftover vodka crystal and or you have leftover vanilla beans as well, you can make your own vanilla at home, your own vanilla extract. And you can do so by placing both of the ingredients into a glass jar and store it in a cool, dry place for about six to eight months before using them. And you can keep topping your vanilla extract off with more vodka vodka as you go so you have a lifelong vanilla extract in your pantry i've never tried that i've always uh, i've always wanted to do that with bourbon <laughs> but not to be resourceful <laughs> just because you know like i, I feel a like it's like really good but <laughs> like, oh my. vanilla bourbon sounds great <laughs> yeah like i don't know and i want to do it with um tahitian vanilla bean and i'm like god that's one expensive Ooh. ass vanilla bean because i'm gonna put like really good bourbon but the vodka thing i didn't know <laughs> the vodka thing i didn't know that um like that's actually the alcohol that would give you the extract because i know vanilla extract has alcohol but i didn't think of it to be vodka yeah. that's really cool yeah my mom and i have uh, two of them going we had one that we started up i think it was two three months ago and i, I was looking at it today and it looked really it's not like fully darkened just yet mm-hmm. it's it's not really so translucent either. It's it's a little it's a little brown, but you can still kind of see the vanilla beans in it. You want to get it to where it's like completely dark and dark brown. I yeah, we're just waiting on that right now. It won't be ready until like September, October. So I'm excited to see how it looks. Oh yeah, me too. That sounds like a, a really cool project to um, wait for. <laughs> it's uh it's nerve wracking because you want I want to like smell it and I want to drink it, but I I know that'll probably be gross. But probably have to wait until September October to smell it. Yeah, that's that's a fun project that I have going with my mom. And my last tip for the kitchen: when you go grocery shopping, definitely stick to using your reusable grocery bags just to end plastic waste. That's uh, one way how I would like to eliminate eliminate the grocery bag usage when you when you grab grocery bags from the grocery store or and or if you have if you have a stockpile of grocery bags like my mom does then you can definitely reuse them as like trash bags oh yeah I do that too when they start to kind of pile up like that so that's a good one yeah (laughs) and that's it for my uh kitchen tips at home 
Crystal, what kind of kitchen tips do you got? Oh my gosh. Well, you and I, like, we're always kind of similar in our <laughs> tips. But when you were talking about pickling and fermenting and all that stuff, yeah, so that's a great one. I kind of want to uh, have a little spotlight on that. When you do that, you know, if you learn how to can and preserve and ferment foods, not only are those foods, like, good for you, but yeah, they're going to last for a, a long time. And then you get to be creative with it when you're when you're trying to make something else instead of, you know, having to think about what you can use for a sauce or what you can use, um, you know, for a salad because you already have it in all these little jars. So there's a book recommendation that I actually, I was looking it up and I kind of want to buy it for myself because I haven't really done many fermenting projects or canning. Uh, So this is called Tart and Sweet 101, Canning and Pickling Preserves for the Modern Kitchen. And it's the way it's set up is kind of cool because there's a lot of visuals like there's a lot of really nice photos and it's kind of like step by step. And some of the cool things that you can learn to make from that book is like kombucha, which, you know, I love kombucha. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, yogurt, simple, um, kimchi, sauerkraut. Like there's a lot of uh, really cool foods that are I think are getting really popular now. People are interested in making it. So learning how to can and preserve. That's a really good resourceful, you know, skill. And that book seems really, really nice. So I'm actually thinking about buying it myself. So that's a good one. That's one of my tips. Besides like, you know, doing the actual food prep, I think being resourceful really requires you to think outside the box or think on things on like a a larger scale. And something that might help you be able to do all these projects is thinking about your space, right? I live in a, a small apartment, so I already know myself, like I do a lot of baking. So I'm making sure that I have enough containers for certain flowers or I have a certain section where I'm keeping predominantly all of that stuff. And then the rest I can organize um, like my grains or like my rice and pastas and stuff like that. To be resourceful, you have to kind of think about the space that you have in your home. If you have a large freezer, you should utilize it. Start freezing more vegetables, you know, start learning how to um, cut up different portions of meats. Or like if you have a large pantry, you can, you know, load up on cereals and and make things like in your space, make stuff more accessible. So that way, uh, you know, you can make more and like the more you make, it'll last. Space is definitely- Yeah, totally. Yeah, space is a good tip um, to think about when you're doing this kind of stuff. As far as more prep, we kind of really went into detail with like certain foods that you can make. So I thought that was pretty cool. But for the um, the one I was saying about the challenge where you get a cut of meat and stuff, um, some examples of cheap meats that you can get to do this kind of thing is like whole chicken or like pork loin. Like pork is, is really cheap. You know, you can get a bunch of different types of pork chop cuts. And then, you know, you can chop them up for stews or if you marinate them, you can roast them the the day after. You can also buy like beef chuck instead of buying like really expensive New York strips and stuff like that. You can definitely just get yourself a simple like beef chuck eye. And then if you have, I feel like a lot of people have now like the KitchenAid. If you get like an attachment for like the meat grinder part, you can make your own burger meat and like freeze it or use it, you know, obviously, or meatballs or whatever. Like you can prepare that type of meat in different ways just by getting like the extra tool. You can definitely stretch that out into, and you can make so many meals out of it. It's so crazy what you can do with ground meat. Yeah, like my stepbrother, he lives he lives in North Carolina and he gets like, you know, well, first of all, out there, like the meat's kind of cheap. So he gets like bison and he'll get like 
some really good um like venison I don't know how he got venison but he would like he would grind that stuff up and you know like his food looks so good and he's not even like a professional cook like you know he was just using like the attachment on his KitchenAid and he was making like fresh ground meats yeah that attachment goes a long way and those attachments run like a couple hundred bucks don't they um no well I mean a couple of them do I think it depends on the version of the mixer that you have but I mean like you kind of it depends like on how much you want to spend like if you if you love meat and stuff a lot of people eat burgers all the time I mean one pound of ground beef and a lot of times too you want ground beef that's kind of fresh like one pound of ground beef is already gonna be like almost 10 bucks so I mean if you get an attachment you're gonna work a little bit to do it but you're gonna save money like in the long run and it's just a fun thing to do especially now like how you're saying people stay home a lot so yeah kind of like use the time you know if you want to use the time to like learn how to do these <laughs> techniques and then that'll help you be more resourceful like at home that's a really good tip i like that one yeah so that one's cool i mean we can definitely go into like way more tips at home but i think uh you know knowing us how we've been in the restaurant and everything i think that was a really important thing to talk about as well for being resourceful yes uh, especially during this time so do you have any um how restaurants are being resourceful like now and even like post-covid too if you have any the little, I have very little practices that I have been doing at the kitchen that I'm currently working at. I'm still working at the same place, but I'm currently working in the kitchen right now. And what we've been doing is we've been working with a lot of our produce that has been expiring because we haven't been pushing it, right? So we've been kind of at us at this sort of halt and a standstill, and we've only been ordering very little things at a time. What we have been ordering, and I mean, they've been going bad very rapidly are berries so what you can do with berries is you can freeze them you can make them into jam you can also pickle some of them you can pickle strawberries and you can make them into puree put them in smoothies or you can juice them so that's uh, one of my favorite things to do with berries if you have apples you can pickle them or you can turn them into vinegar by putting all the scraps into a jar adding sugar and water into a glass jar and you shake it up a bit and you store it in a cool dry place for up to two weeks before using and or you can make apple chutney or or anything like that with them and you can also freeze apples also so those are my tips for apples bananas you can peel them and they can be frozen for later use we normally like doing them at my job we normally like peeling them and storing them in a ziploc bag or a vacuum seal bag and using them later for smoothies using that for bananas and um, if your veggies are going bad some veggies are really good for blanching and then frozen such as green beans, broccoli, carrots, cauliflower, spinach, asparagus, corn, okra, zucchini. And for those who don't know what blanching is, blanching is a process when you boil a vegetable for a very short amount of time and then it is placed into an ice bath to cool it down rapidly. So right after that happens, then you take them out of the ice bath, you pat them dry, and then you store them into a Ziploc bag and you can store them into the freezer and take them out for later use. So that's one of my favorite things to do with veggies and veggies can also be pickled you can also pickle them you can juice them or in some way you can turn them into a jam as well depending on which kind of (laughs) veggies you want to put into a jam turn into jam so those are my tips for what you can do with your fruits and veg your produce at the restaurant 
and also in your own kitchen at home as well. Yeah, those are good. You're really all about vegetables. We have so many. Um, <laughs> we have so many like produce. You're like, girl, you like, need to calm down. Like, we can have a book like right calm now. Down like, with someone those needs to take notes on you because it's just all like I didn't even think about. Um, I didn't even think about like a veggie jam. I was like, what the hell is she talking about? I'm like, that's great. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. I'm like, Let's just utilize everything. Put jam, veggie jam on things. It'll it'll be a game. Changer, I promise yeah, you. Yeah, I'm trying <laughs> to think about like what veggie I can jam right now because I have no idea. Like, it's really cool. I didn't think about probably that. Probably zucchini. Yeah, probably zucchini. Maybe carrot because it's already kind of sweet. Onion. Yeah, carrots are a good one. Onions too. You can make like a little onion marmalade. Oh yeah, one of the restaurants I used to work at the vegan place. We used to do an onion jam. That was so, we used to do um like a caramelized onion jam with almond ricotta oh, toast. Yeah. Oh my god, that was really good. I forgot about that. Just shooting out inspiration to everyone out there yeah. <laughs> including yourself crystal yeah just go make jam like <laughs> if you want to be yeah. resourceful <laughs> like learn how to make jam that's a good yeah. one yeah <laughs> um but yeah so cool i kind of miss uh working in the restaurants for like how you were saying like you used up a bunch of scraps uh one of the resourceful oh, yeah, yeah like one of the resourceful things that you know we would do to kind of feed the staff right and we talked about this before oh, uh, yeah. family meal you know, like to kind of keep everyone happy. Uh, you know, you just kind of go in the walk-in and then whatever is going to go bad, you cook it. And then you make like really good dishes most of the time. So that's one way that uh, restaurants are resourceful. I like how you say most of the time because you're like taking a shot at the guy who made that one bad meal <laughs> that one time, probably. Oh <laughs> yeah, like they didn't They're realize. Like, Fuck that meal. <laughs> like, they didn't realize that produce was bad. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, right. <laughs> you're like i'm not gonna make whatever so-and-so makes i'm gonna wait until the other guy makes it or until i make oh it because i know it's gonna be bomb <laughs> no i'm just kidding <laughs> um um yes on a side note there was this one guy at my old job <laughs> And he used to make the most awful burritos. I can't even tell you. It was the most disgusting burritos anyone has ever had. And I'm not the only one who said that they were gross. Like, he used to make these breakfast burritos with, like, asparagus, but he wouldn't even cut the asparagus right, so you would get the chewy bits inside of it. Oh, my God. You know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, that's horrible. Like, that's not pleasant. Yeah, like the stringy part that you're not supposed to eat. And then he would throw, oh, fuck, what would he throw? He would throw, like, tomatoes and just all the stuff that he was going to throw out of his workstation in the morning. But it was the the most awful burrito you can ever have. And I'm, I'm not the only one who had said that, so... Sorry to say, but I would never, ever eat his food ever again, even if I still work with that guy. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's really sad. That's sad to make poor food. But, like, some of that stuff, if he yeah. <laughs> if he learned how to, like, do the right technique with it. Like, obviously, if a vegetable is hard, you want to cook it or, like, boil it down and, like, just get the flavor of it. Like, how you were saying with stalks. But you don't want to, like, put asparagus stems in a, in a breakfast burrito. Like, one of the things that I used to do... Uh, to kind of be resourceful and, and feed people but like good food I would get like when I was working like when I would work at night on the pastry station like one of my side projects would be to scoop cookie dough like as I'm doing orders so that's cool so like yeah so then when when I would get to like the end of a, a, a cookie dough pan a hotel pan I would I would get like the the different end scraps of the cookie dough and then I'd make pizookies like on the low oh nice and <laughs> and I would always give like pizookies to like garmage guys and stuff and then they would give me like sushi or whatever it's a really good trade-off so that's, 
Pizuki's for sushi, so it's my side hustle. Yeah. That was fun. <laughs> but yeah, like, that's one of the things, like, you know, like, as chefs and being resourceful, um, creating food that kind of, kind of extends in a way where you can be creative and use it for different things like um for example like when they're creating menus they try to celebrate like all parts of an animal or produce or whatever like lobster which is a very expensive you know seafood um by using it in different dishes chefs are able to kind of um you know make a little more money off of it and also uh how do you say they get to really bring the flavor out of each part of the animal depending on which way they prepare a dish if they're using lobster most of the time, they're going to use the claw of the meat, the tail, and then they're going to use all the shells, you know, and that's going to be like a lobster stock. That sounds so which good. Which makes everything, <laughs> yeah, like they would make like a lobster bisque or, you know, whatever small pieces of the claw, even the knuckles of it, just kind of like really getting all the meat out of the lobster. I mean, you could do so much with it with just like, you know, one one lobster. So um, they do that with everything, you know, not just seafood. Um, and I think that's what, kind of you know drive chefs um to be in the kitchen is by being resourceful like that so that's one way that they do it is you know obviously through the food um another way yeah i really i really liked watching them do that you know um (laughs) not everyone would do it though like i remember when we would have like loads of like leftover bread like i would always want to make stuff with it but um you know sometimes you kind of just cut your losses and then they just have to dump some of it but that's not the best way to be (laughs) yeah that's not a good way to be resourceful i know so many croutons Um, to be made (laughs) yeah croutons bread pudding (laughs) yeah casseroles like just everything another thing to do would be dealing with space issues like you know really being able to (laughs) it's not like the best thing to do but um sometimes chefs would like make an extra they would make like an extra shelving like in their low boys so that way you know they could actually really fit a station i don't know if you've ever seen that like say you have like small bameries of sauces and then you'll put a sheet tray and then you would put um like whatever garnishes would go on there Oh, yeah. Um, on top of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that way, when you set up, like when you set up and organize yourself, everything is already like compartmental. Like you just take it all out and then you put it all back. That's ready so, like, to go. Being organ. Yeah, it's ready to go. The more organized you are as a chef, like the more resourceful you can be when it comes to the food. So that's, that's another good thing that we would do in the restaurant. Yeah, definitely. One of my, I, I really love to do that. Like I'm not like a super like OCD person or anything like that. But like when, when you have to work a station and do so many different dishes, organization is like the key and you can't like make different things if you're not organized. So that's another really good practice that we would do in the kitchen. Yeah, totally agree with that. That's pretty much it for the restaurant. I mean, we have so much more to go into detail about. But um, as far as like the food and like learning how to use the veggies and know how to cut types of meats, I mean, all of that kind of ties in together, whether or not, whether or not you're like a home cook or like a chef. Yeah, it's all really, really good tips, especially during this time that we're living in right now. I cannot stress that enough. Yeah, I think they're really getting creative, too, with like the way they set up their to-go orders and, you know, what kind of foods that they're actually preparing. Like a lot of people are doing um, family kits, you know, they're doing a lot of... uh, a la carte stuff that you know you can kind of add on to at home so um chefs are getting resourceful that way too because of covid so it's a really good thing to learn so great now before we close the show we would love to play this fun food fat game olivia would you like to explain how it works 
Sure. So the game goes like this. We each have three questions or we each have three sort of statements that we each have to figure out whether they are true or false. So I have three. Crystal has three. We have to guess. Let's see how this game's going to go. You ready to play, Crystal? Yeah, I'm ready. Sounds like fun. (laughs) Okay. So I'm going to read. I'm going to read some off to you. You're going to ask me if it's true or false. So, in the state of Kentucky, it is illegal to hold an ice cream cone in your back pocket. Is that true or false? Legal to hold an ice cream cone? I'm sorry. It is illegal to hold an ice cream cone oh. in your back pocket. Illegal. That's so I think it's false. It's true, actually. <laughs> it's a weird what? law, but it is true. I have no idea why, but it's there, and it is a law in the state of Kentucky. What the, it's illegal? That's so weird. I know. I like, know. I mean, I wouldn't even hold it in my back pocket. I would hold it in my, my hand, but I don't know. It's it's a weird law. So I also I have, know. okay, I have another one for you. Kangaroo uh-huh. meat is fattier than lamb and beef. Is that true or false? False. That is correct. It Am is right? false. It's lamb and beef's leaner alternative. Oh, okay. Yeah, you know how I know that's false? Because <laughs> I watched a lot of YouTube videos about kangaroos fighting. So, like, I can, cool. like, you know, obviously it's all muscle. So, I'm like, they're pretty lean. I don't think they, yeah. So, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, they're, uh, I mean, I've never, I've only tried kangaroo jerky, but I was kind of against trying kangaroo meat living in Australia because I, they, I, I befriended some kangaroos. So, I was against that for a bit. <laughs> oh my god yeah <laughs> okay your last one ketchup was used as medicine in the 1830s true or false i want to say that's false it's true <laughs> what yeah it's true as medicine yeah i guess they had made it and i guess it didn't work so then it turned into a delicious thing that you dip your french fries in i don't know that just sounds weird to me like i know yeah. tomatoes you know have healing properties but like true ketchup i feel like it's just sugar so i don't know all right well i like those facts those are pretty fun thank you okay you have some Andrew. facts for me um yep i have some facts for you so okay so true or false there is an amusement park in japan that offers raw horse flesh flavored ice cream oh my gosh true or false <laughs> i want to say that that's true because i know that they eat like donkey meat and horse meat over there oh my god it's so sad but you're right I, <laughs> you're right it is true it i is can't believe disgusting. it's raw that sounds so gross <laughs> yeah, so there's an amusement park in Tokyo. Specifically, oh. it's called Namja Town, and they offer raw horse flesh flavored ice cream. Mm. And they also serve cow tongue flavor, octopus flavor, and squid flavored ice cream. Wow. 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 People's palates are so different <laughs> over there. Wrong. People's palates are wrong. That's gross. That's They're like. Right. I don't know. That's it's just, gross. yeah, it really grossed me out to find out that was a fact. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, number two, um, apples belong to the pineapple family. To the pineapple? Mm-hmm. I mean, it sounds right, but I want to say false. Okay. Yeah. You got another one right. It's false. <laughs> they, <laughs> yeah, you're good at this. Um, they don't belong. They don't belong to the pineapple family. I don't, I just made that up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I was they like, wait belong a to. Yeah, they belong to the Rose family. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then number three, one of the most popular pizza toppings in Brazil is green peas. In Brazil? Um, I want to say that that's false. Uh, that's actually true. What? That's disgusting. <laughs> that's so gross. Who would do that? 
Yeah, green peas. Um, another another Gross. popular topping that they put on pizza. This is even weirder. Um, they put beets, carrots, and potatoes on their pizza. What's wrong with those people? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> if anyone's listening from Brazil, I don't know. That like, I don't know. Maybe we should make a Brazilian pizza like that and see if it tastes good. Oh, that'll be fun. Yeah, I'm definitely down for that. Fun, I, I'm yeah. not against the peas. <laughs> the beets is the thing I'm against, but the I don't know. To me, the, it looks weird, but I don't know. But yeah, that's one of their most popular toppings in Brazil. Gross. <laughs> Fun food stuff. <laughs> yeah, sick. Yeah, <laughs> that, that that's disgusting. That deserves a what the hell uh, bit. What the hell? Oh, <laughs> nice. Yeah. I love that bit. Thank you. Um, <laughs> that was a fun game, though. Yeah, I do love the food fact game. I learned a lot. <laughs> I, I do, too. I, I I learned that Brazilians like weird shit on their pizza, so that's cool. Yeah, and I learned it's illegal to carry an ice cream cone in your pocket in Kentucky. Yeah, so don't do that. <laughs> I'm really going to break the law there. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, no. Like, I'm going to be bad today and just start stuffing your ice cream in your pocket. Oh, my gosh. That's so weird. All right, guys. That's our show for today. Thank you all so much for listening, and we hope you enjoy the show. Please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, or if you'd like to see other topics on our show, feel free to let us know. We'd really appreciate it. We launch new episodes on Tuesdays, so stay tuned. If you like to listen to all our episodes, you can find us on all platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, Google Podcasts, and Anchor. Also, don't forget to follow our social media via Instagram at Fatass Podcast, Twitter at Fatass Official, and you can look us up on Facebook at The Fatass Podcast. By following us, you can find recipes, healthy eating tips, and so much more. Thanks again for listening. Thanks again for listening. Bye. Bye.